Introducing Brian Breaker, the biggest icon in wrestling. Daniel Ross. This is the Saturday Morning Rumble Wheel. What is going on? What are you doing? We will not go quietly into the night. Hang on! Houston, you have a problem. Boom shakalaka! I'm sweating like a pig here. It's a long time. Mr. Phoenix! Eat the pizza. Ladies and gentlemen, it is once again Saturday morning, and it is once again time for your weekly dose of nostalgia. It's the Saturday morning rumble wheel. My name is Brian Breaker, and joining me as always on this Saturday morning adventure is my pal Daniel Cross. Daniel, are you ready for some Saturday morning nostalgia? I'm always ready, and as always, pants are encouraged, but they are optional. I think that's a better that's a better PSA. <laughs> we would prefer that you wear your pants, but you don't have to. <laughs> yep, and whether me or Breaker are, that's up to you to decide. It. I will say this: it's an only audio podcast, so <laughs> well, who knows? Uh, man, we'll, take, we'll take it to YouTube one day. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Um, <laughs> That's the thing is like a big factor of me never going to YouTube because I've had people ask because I guess nowadays a lot of people do watch podcasts on YouTube and uh-huh. I've always been like, man, I I would hate to have to like get ready for a podcast to be filmed. You know what I mean? You can't just like throw on a hat or whatever. It's it's totally like it's a different presentation. Yeah, I don't know if it's me just being like lazy or what, but like uh, I watch a few podcasts on YouTube But it's not so much watching them, it's just for some reason it's like it's easier to pull up for me. I just click the YouTube app, I search something, or uh, maybe it's because it goes from one to the next, I don't know, but for some reason it's easier for me than trying to get on Spotify or Apple or or the other uh, platforms, I guess. Yeah, and it's probably something we could do at some point, I just haven't um, haven't gone down that road, but who knows, maybe maybe down the road we'll do that. Um, We got to touch on last week because we... uh, we had a really fun episode last week. We talked all about probably the game show of the 90s, American Gladiators. Uh, so much fun to dive into that. And, you know, I know that there's talks of WWE rebooting that. I really hope they do. Yeah, I wasn't actually expecting to talk 45 minutes or 50 minutes, whatever it ended up being on American Gladiators. But, hey, that's what the show is all about. Absolutely, man. It's a, it's a really fun It's a really fun thing we have here. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, we've had a lot of fun with it so far, and every Saturday morning we'll bring you a new episode. And now that we're six episodes in, um, if you guys aren't aware, send us topics. You know, I, I know a few people have. Uh, one of them is actually currently on the wheel right now. It's Playground Dangers. I think uh, my buddy Drew Vinsel sent that to me. I believe that's who it was. And he was basically talking about, like, man, there were so many dangerous things on the playground back in the day that we didn't really think about. That was just how it was. And I'm like... Man, that is so true because – Oh, yeah. Like um, – and I think me and you even kind of talked about examples. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, I remember that. And it's like that wouldn't fly today, but for some reason the late 80s, early 90s, that was, <laughs> that was perfectly normal. <laughs> it was all game back then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I even said that I broke my arm on the playground. So yeah. that will be a fun story when we get there. Absolutely. So we have a lot of good stuff to dive into. Uh, this week, however, um, I'm lo- really looking forward to this topic, Boy Meets World. 
Oh, so, yeah. So this show was – before we started recording, we kind of talked about it a little bit. This is like the show that we all grew up on, right? Full House, Family Matters, all these shows were great, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but they kind of started like when we were almost too young to remember. This one started in 93. I looked it up. I believe it went from 93 to 2000. Mm-hmm. And – it was one of those shows that was started like when we were kind of almost the same age as Corey and Sean. They were a little bit older than than us, I believe, but similar age. And we basically watched these guys grow up. It was uh, it was a classic show. Yeah, I think like I mentioned last week, I felt it was a really smart show. I don't feel like a lot of people were doing what they did. Like Full House, you know, when it started, it pretty much was the same show at the beginning of the of the show. You know, the characters grew a little bit, but, you know, it was pretty much the end, you know, or the same towards the end. You know, they would always have some kind of uh, lesson that it's so funny, too, like the plots. I remember, well, I know we're talking about Boy Meets World, but Full House, I just remember how cheesy some of the plots were. Like, they put a hole in the wall. I don't know. Do you remember that one? So, uh, yes, I, I remember. Where they did it with, like, the uh, the clothes yeah, rack. Coat right? rack or something. Yeah, so... They put a hole in the wall, and then they started playing, like, that kind of dark music as they faded into the commercial break. So, like, that was the big drama <laughs> of the show. <laughs> well, what's funny, though, is, like, realistically, not that big a deal, right? Like, I mean, you can right. patch a hole. I mean, it's not, like, impossible. But then there's an episode where Stephanie drives a car through the entire kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I do That's a bit that of a now. bigger deal, you know? Like, right. And, uh, so, uh yeah. anyway, yeah, like, you know, it was, uh, you know, back then, you know, the drama wasn't as high, but anyway, I felt Boy Meets World was smart just because, you know, when you started watching it, you know, again, we were about the same age as all those guys and, uh, it started off as kind of a show for, you know, the 10 to 14 year olds. And then as they got into high school, it became kind of a show for 12 to 18 year olds. And then they, when they got into college, it was definitely a show for like high schoolers to young adults. So they really kind of changed, you know, as their audience, you know, got older as well. So I thought that is one thing that obviously made them stick around longer, but made them very unique, you know, compared to other shows. Oh, definitely. Um, Boy Meets World, like I said, it started in 1993 and went until 2000, totaling 158 episodes. That's pretty... uh that that's pretty impressive. That's a that's a long run, and and like you said, they they did grow up with the show. The problems of, you know, Corey and Sean when they're ten or eleven were different than when they were about eighteen. So uh, definitely a definitely a smart show, like you said, and it really I think it's and it's one that, in my opinion, holds up today. You could watch today. Oh yeah. Granted, it's the '90s, but it holds up, and I think that's important. <laughs> yeah, it's like I remember uh, early on there was an episode, like probably the first season or second season, like the big drama of that episode was Corey made the B team in basketball instead of the A team. So that's like, you know, a very traumatic thing for, uh, you know, a 10 to 12 year old. Yes. You know, so so we could relate to that. But then as they got older, you know, then they started getting into drinking and mm-hmm. there was an episode where Sean was drunk and Corey was drunk and, you know, that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, they definitely changed with the times. And also, like, the characters changed so much. Corey, you know, was kind of a normal kid. And then by the end, he was, like, way over the top. Uh, Eric, I feel like we have to talk about Eric because he started off as just a normal kind of jerky, popular kid in high school. And then he ended up being, like, this total idiot Mm -hmm. (laughs) by the end. (laughs) 
Well, Topanga too, right? She starts off yep, as this yep. like hippie kid, right? Like real bizarre, and then kind of becomes like Miss Popular, you know? Um, yeah. They kind of they kind of just. I think they steered into how people viewed them, but uh-huh. uh, I actually watched because I went back. That was that episode you're talking about was actually the first season because I actually went and watched the first season not too long ago, and yeah, like so Corey, Sean, and some other kid are talking about like so what's worse. You know, falling off the Empire State Building or making second string, yeah. <laughs> and like that's like the the examples they're giving. And of course, Sean and other kid make first string, and Corey is second string, and he's just like, "Oh no, like this is horrible." And um, anyway, it, and you could tell also tell like he he just that episode he's like really disappointed because um, I think his parents don't come to a game. But they're kind of like, well, why would we come? Like, you're not playing, which even, like, hurts him more, <laughs> you know. Right. And so then they end up going, but he doesn't go to the game because he's not supposed to. And But then at the end of the episode, he uh, he ends up getting to play and make several shots because a lot of the first, um, you know, the, the A team or they, the first string team, whatever you want to call them, a lot of them uh-huh. fell out. So they had to put them in. So that's just one of those things. Like, it's a life lesson because you don't always make – you know, first string or get first pick or whatever it is. And that can be very traumatic for a child, but that's also kind of one of those things where that's kind of just how life is. Yeah. And that was a very, I don't know, that, that brings back memories too, just of the nineties and sports and, you know, back all that stuff. uh, Yeah. And back then, like parents were so different, like they didn't come to every game, you know, now parents, they'll bring their kids to practice and sit through practice Mm -hmm. and uh, things like that, whether it's little league or basketball or whatever it may be. And they certainly don't miss games, you know, but, you know, I definitely remember growing up, your parents would just kind of throw you off in the front of the school and, okay, I'll pick you up in a couple hours. Yeah. Whether it was a game or practice or whatever it was. Yeah, and, and it's just, it's so it's so interesting to see that because, um, because we can all relate to that. But also, too, another thing that I think is very telling of the show, and you can almost literally tell just by the way that they present themselves and how they're dressed, you can tell Corey comes from a very um, well-together family, and Sean doesn't. Yep, yep. And they do several episodes where Sean clearly, like, there's a first-season episode where he he dumps, like, a, a they call it a cherry bomb. I assume it's, like, a firecracker oh, yeah. in the mailbox. And he ends up getting caught and lives in Corey's room for, like, two days. And, of course, the parents knew the whole time, but they, they didn't because Corey didn't want to rat his friend out and all this other stuff. And... Anyway, it's it's a very interesting thing because I think in a lot of cases, a lot of people would have been like, hey, Corey, get away from Sean. He's a bad influence. But in reality, maybe Sean needed Corey because he was the good influence on his life. Yeah, and, you know, I don't know. That kind of brought back memories, too, for me. You know, when you had friends who you're in a different economic statuses, you yeah. know, grow, growing up in grade school, but yet you're the best your best friends with them and you don't even think about it and you go over to their house and maybe their house isn't as nice or mm-hmm. or whatever but uh it doesn't bother you as a kid well i don't even think you realize it right like no, i don't know i uh i remember kids not having like christmas would roll around and there was this one kid i remember being friends with and you know second third grade hey what'd you get for christmas and i don't think he got anything i didn't wow, yeah. you know at this point we don't you don't put all that stuff together and he gets really mad, like, at me. And I'm thinking, like, what are you mad about? Like, I don't I don't understand, you know. But, again, you don't really factor in at that age that 
maybe some kids don't get anything or they get very little or their parents are kind of absentee or whatever. I know um, just kind of in a, in a weird thing, my sister had a friend growing up who in like third grade, um, her mom would just leave her by herself for days on end. And uh-huh. she gets scared because she's you know a third grader in the house by herself and call my sister like, could your parents come pick me up? I'm scared. And so they, she would like live with my parents for weeks at a time sometimes. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And then as she got older, guess what happened? She got very jealous and really like turned on my sister and started, you know, teasing her and making fun of her on, uh, on social media and stuff. Cause my sister's a few years younger than us. So she kind of came up in high school with the Facebook generation. Uh-huh. And they end up having a big fight and everything. But anyway, long story long, it's like my mom was like, why is she doing this? We we literally like almost raised that girl. You know, like we took her yeah. in and we did all this for her. But it probably comes down to just jealousy, right? Because her mom wasn't there. She was out drinking all hours of the night. It, it was just – it's a sad situation, but it's it's also one of those things where it's easy to lash out at the people that were, that were nice to you sometimes. Oh, no doubt. So – yeah, we're getting way too serious. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what were some of your favorite episodes or some that come to mind? So uh, you'll obviously appreciate this, but is there a better arc than having Vader on Boy Meets World? <laughs> yeah, I was. I wrote those down in my notes. Well, you remember too, Mankind was on an episode. He was. I don't. That was, that was a later too. one. I remember. Yeah, yeah, that was the college years. Yeah, it was so funny. There's just like, there's just like no, and that's kind of commonplace for '90s sitcoms. There's just no continuity yeah. amongst the storylines or characters. Like mankind, I think the door. He just knocks the door down, and he's like, "Where am I?" And he's <laughs> he's a total, you know, full gear, mask, shirt, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Vader. So I never, I never understood. Was so was his name Vader Stacchino? <laughs> I think he was Frankie Stacchino Sr. was the name. Oh, okay. I believe, because it was, it was actually e- actor Ethan Supley, who is uh, who's actually Jack now. I don't know if you've seen pictures oh, of him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen him. Uh, he played one of the bullies, Frankie St- Stacchino. And, uh, yeah, he was as big as Vader. Yeah, and I don't remember. He's a big boy. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember how it happened, but they ended up doing like this like wrestling match at the school or something, and they had like, this <laughs> yeah. makeshift ring, and... Vader ends up being there, and I don't remember. And like, but he. Knew, he <clears throat> oh, I totally, I totally remember. Uh, the story was Corey. He uh, he was in his own weight class. He was so light, there was nobody to compete with him. Okay, makes sense. So he was able to make the varsity team and got a varsity jacket, but he never actually had to wrestle because there was nobody in his weight class. So then uh, Joey the Rat. He wanted to join the wrestling team. <laughs> That's amazing. What a name. So, yeah, so then these two had to wrestle each other to determine who would, uh, you know, get the Letterman jacket and who would be a part of the team. In the meantime, there was a new kid who had taken the place of Harley Kiner. I've watched these episodes so many times. Griff, right? <laughs> Griff, yep. And Griff was this cool kid who had all these connections. So he sets up this, like, uh, basically indie wrestling event, but... They end up bringing in, I uh, can't remember the, Goulier, Goulier? anyway, some Goulet? singer, yeah, yeah, some announcer, 
And uh, I think this other, like, supermodel, she was there. It's kind of like the ring girl. And then they were supposed to have this match between Corey and Joey. And then, yeah, Vader shows up out of nowhere. And then Mr. Feeney breaks up the whole uh, party or whatever. And he gets in the ring and <laughs> takes on, or uh, he just kind of, you think he's going to take on Vader. And then he says something like Vader is, uh, that he knows his real name, Leslie. Yeah. And then he's like, you win this time, Mr. Feeney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I guess Vader, what's interesting about that is when he made that appearance, he was in WCW for sure. Was he? Yeah, I he guess was. so. What, 94? Probably. But then when he, shows up, when he shows up again, he's with the WWF because they actually do a match where he's wrestling Jake the Snake Roberts. Yep. Um, that's that's an interesting little sub-fact there, that they, they liked Vader enough to, to keep him as kind of a reoccurring character. Yeah, that is cool. I never really put that together, but yeah, that would have been the time frame. I, I remember the second appearance. I think it was just the two appearances, wasn't it? Uh, nah, he, he had some one-offs. Like I think there was a couple of scenes where he was just in like the uh, trailer or something. But yeah, as far as like main appearances, there was that one, and then yeah, the uh, the one where he actually fought Jake Roberts and <clears throat> Corey and Sean had to go back and forth between the wrestling match and Topanga's sixteenth birthday party. <laughs> if you remember the storyline at all, but I do, I do remember that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find how many episodes he actually appeared in. Don't really see it, but uh, he was definitely in a, in at least two for sure. But. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> The second one, if you remember, the story was, for whatever reason, um, his son convinces him that Corey and Sean are really good, like, advice guys or something, so they accompany yeah, yeah. him to the ring, but then Corey's also got to be at this dance or something like that, so they're trying yep. to do both, and... I mean, it's the most ridiculous thing you could ever imagine, but it's actually really fun how they how they do it. Yeah, 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 and uh, yeah. So I think it was Frankie was giving Vader some his dad some good advice, but Frankie knew nothing about wrestling, so he needed Corey and Sean there to keep feeding him advice. That's what it was. Yep, and uh, yeah, they had to go back and forth between the arena and Topanga's 16th birthday party. That's what it was. And then there was a scene at the end, like like the post credit scene. Topanga and Corey were dancing in the middle of the ring. Of course, why wouldn't they be? <laughs> right? So, yeah, yeah, it was definitely fun. Fun stuff. Um, well, uh, a couple little fun little side notes there that I want to add because I think they're fun. So I uh, I met Jesse White when I was in um, NXT. He actually came and did a little bit of training at Harley School at one point. Oh, okay. And then, you know, we you know, became kind of – I wouldn't say friends, but we were, I mean, we wouldn't hate each other. We just didn't hang out or anything, but, uh, we kind of, you know, would, would train and roll around at, at FCW slash NXT. And, um, someone brought up boy meets world randomly. Right. Uh huh. And I didn't even make that connection right away. And, um, and he just goes, yeah, I was in a, I was in a birthday party one time there. And I was like, how'd you get to do that? He goes, oh, my dad was on the show. And I'm like. Oh my God! Yes, he was. <laughs> like, so Jesse, I guess, got to be—I don't know if it was like the same—and it could have been Topanga's birthday party. Yeah, I don't—I haven't watched it back, so I don't know. 
but I, I guess go and watch that episode now. Yeah, I guess he got to be an extra in the background of a birthday party, and I'm like, man, how cool <laughs> is that? You know, like you could always say, like, hey, I was on Boy Meets World one time, and the fact that it was like everyone's favorite show is oh, is really yeah. cool. One more quick thing I want to bring up. Um, actually, two things. So the first one is when I start when I was first start getting popular. I remember my mom watching it and seeing the credits. Ben Savage. She goes, "I wonder if that's Fred Savage's brother." Uh huh. Which they look almost the same to me, so it's pretty oh, obvious. Yeah. And it's interesting that two young kids both got the starring role on their own television show. But I liked Boy Meets World way better than The Wonder Years. Oh, yeah, I did too. I think uh, Wonder Years is really good, like, for its time. Yeah. I think it just, it was kind of, it was kind of funny, but, uh, you know, it wasn't as funny, definitely, as Boy Meets World. But it, it could have just been, my see, my brother, my brother who's four years older, you know, he was more of a Wonder Years fan than he was Boy Meets World. So maybe it's your, your age as well. Could be. I remember there was a long-standing rumor that Paul from the Wonder Years was Marilyn Manson. Yep, I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where that came from, but I remember watching a uh, some type of video in like seventh grade where it was like I don't. It was one of those educational videos, and that the actor that played Paul introduced it, and he was like, Uh "Hey, my name is such and such, and I, you know, you may remember me as Paul from the Wonder Years." And everyone's like, that's Marilyn Manson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yep, I, I don't think that. that it is, but, you know, whatever. Oh, those rumors back in the day before there was, like, good internet. Like, you could really start anything as a rumor. Remember when Adam Sandler died? I don't remember that one. That's Okay. Yeah, probably about 95. Adam Sandler was dead for about a week. Oh, wow. Until, until every, and it took a week for, like, <laughs> people to figure out, no, no, that was just a rumor. That didn't really happen. Yeah, nowadays he would tweet, and everyone would be like, oh, okay, he's fine. Right, right, he's alive. Yeah, different time. Uh, my favorite uh, my favorite Boy Meets World episode, do you remember the Halloween episode where they all had detention? Is that like a college year one? Uh, no, they would have, well, they were probably like seniors in high school, and it's just, it's awesome. The whole thing turns out to be a dream of Sean's. I do, but, I, I, uh, do I do remember seeing that. And that, it, did they copy South Park on that one a little bit, like, uh yeah yeah there's a there's a kid named Kenny and he and he died so they're like oh Kenny's dead yeah I do kind of remember that <laughs> no but people were like dying in the episode they basically they had detention and uh, they were like we're too old for this to scare us anymore and Mr Feeney like leaves the room and then you think Mr Feeney's behind this hole and it's all fake and they're all just, he's just trying to scare them and they're locked in the school and then people start dying Mr Feeney dies it. It's an awesome episode. I think in that episode, doesn't Eric shout out, oh, my God, you killed Feeney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that, yeah. That's yeah, also that kind of what it, it felt like. my favorite. The show kind of felt like it was a little bit different. It's like, this is kind of getting weird, like, uh-huh. but in a good way, too. Yeah, yeah. So did you, I have to bring this up, did you tear up at the end when Mr. Feeney says, class is dismissed? You know, I haven't watched that in so long. I probably would now a little bit. It's kind of like when uh, it's all right. You can admit it. No, I honestly I haven't <laughs> watched it since I was I was a kid, so I don't I don't recall. But I do know it's it always gets me like uh, in Fresh Prince of Bel Air when like Will's in the house and everyone kind of leaves and the house is empty. It's yep. like oh man, it's just a sad thing, right? Like when they kind of end it like that, you're just like it's over. 
just kind of just kind of sad. Um, yeah, that's probably a different subtopic, but yeah, definitely. I think Boy Meets World has one of the best last episodes. Yeah, like as far as just uh, satisfying the fans and making everybody, you know, feel good at the end and nostalgic and emotional and and all those things. They all come back to the classroom and yeah. For some reason, and Mr. Feeney's there, and you know he gives them this one last little bit of advice as they uh, as they kind of go out the door. Yeah, I think that's great. One more thing I do want to bring up: um, there was an episode where they, uh, I think it was it was about Corey growing up, but he's still their son, he's still their kid, and uh, they show like childhood videos of Ben Savage as a, like a young kid. Yeah, yeah, and, I think I remember that. And they kind of redub it, like, where they're like, hey, Corey, you know, and, and all that stuff. But there's one part where he's actually going through his LJN collection. Huh. Yeah, I don't, I, I remember, so I believe, yeah, that episode would have been like, maybe it was like his 16th birthday and he wanted the keys to the car and his dad was kind of reminiscing of when he was younger. Yeah, could be. Type of a thing. It's something think, like that. Yeah, but. I vaguely remember that. But I remember him being like, this is Iron Sheik. He's a yep. bad guy. Yep. This is Hulk Hogan. He's a good guy. And he was like going through all his <laughs> LJNs. Well, that kind of makes me wonder. I'm like, maybe Ben Savage, I don't know about nowadays, but he clearly was a wrestling fan because he, uh, yeah. you know, the Vader episodes and Mankind being on there, maybe he had something to do with that, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. I he would have been in that. And that 80s era where it boomed, so. Yeah, for sure. I think that would be, uh, that's interesting. Also, too, uh, Danielle Fischel, who is uh, Topanga, is actually a big wrestling fan currently. I don't know if you knew that or not. Uh, no, I didn't. She actually was, uh, when PWG was really hot a few years ago, I don't know if you followed that indie craze, but uh, she actually would attend PWG shows a lot. Really? That's yeah. weird. Apparently, she was a big fan of Leo Rush and <laughs> actually went to... Uh, a WWE event backstage when he was about to debut because they were pals and stuff. And I'm like, that's, that's kind of crazy. It's kind of weird to hear like when a, like a celebrity is like a fan of wrestling. Cause you kind of be like, why? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right. It's like, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird when you hear that. I mean, it's awesome. Cause we all love wrestling to some degree, but it's just kind of weird when you, when you hear that from a celebrity. So how big was your uh, Topanga crush? Oh, so she was top three, and that <laughs> it's uh, it's the Pink Ranger, Kelly Kapowski, Topanga Lawrence, right? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's everybody's like uh, '90s celebrity crushes. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I wonder. I wonder if uh, so. You had mentioned kind of the character developments when they turned her from you know being this kind of weird hippie with weird hair, mm -hmm. and then one season, maybe the third, fourth season, she just shows up and she's pretty well normal. I wonder if that wasn't intentional to maybe gain a little bit of male male viewership, <laughs> teenage male viewership. Well, it, it probably was one of those things they started seeing, like, you know, she's turning into a young woman, not just a young kid at that point. Uh -huh. And so there was probably – it probably had something to do with that, and I think it just – they steered into it more and because, like, the whole first season, Corey's, like, not a fan of Topanga at all. And I think, like, ultimately it makes sense for them to be together because I don't think she was actually factored in as, like, a main character early on. Oh, yeah. But you can kind of tell, like, that's once they realize that's the route they're going, then it's like, okay, yeah, they're going to have to kind of change things up on here a little bit. Because I also heard uh, 
Aunt Becky on Full House was only going to be like six episodes. Yep. Yeah, I've heard that too. And then they felt the chemistry was so good that they made her a series regular. And then, of course, she ends up marrying Uncle Jesse and yep. sticking Same around. with uh, uh, Steve Urkel. He was yeah. only supposed to be on that first episode. He wasn't even really going to be – he became the focus of the show, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, which I guess everybody resented him for, from what I heard. <laughs> I did too, but like everybody loves Steve Urkel, right? Like, I actually, there was yeah. a rumor for a while that they were going to make a Steve Urkel Funko Pop, and I don't think it's happened yet. But that would be one I'd probably break my no Funko rule and buy. <laughs> yeah, to pick that one up for sure. Yeah, they should make Ladies World Funko Pops. There's they, a lot they could do. There. They did Corey and Topanga. oh, they did. Yeah, they did Corey and Topanga. I never got those, but. Yeah, but just those two, which is kind of like, you know, a little disappointing because they could make the whole. Oh, yeah. Series. I would love a Mr. Feeney. I would pick that up. Um, I would actually love a Vader because, mm-hmm. you know, they could kind of tie into the WWE one right there. But that would be fun. Yeah. Um, real quick, though, I want to I want to ask. Uh, I have not watched a single episode of this, but years later, Girl Meets World premiered on yeah. the Disney Channel. And, <laughs> not a lot of people are digging this one. Um, I know a lot. So my niece is 12 now. And for the early, her early years, it was all Disney Channel shows. Good luck, Charlie. And, you know, Jesse and Austin and Allie and all those shows. I didn't. So I've watched a lot of them kind of just because she watched them. Yep. But as uh, as boy meets, as girl meets world happened, I never really saw an episode. I may have seen a clip here or there. But it was intriguing to me because it's like, oh, Corey and Topanga are married. They have a daughter. This is awesome. I know a lot of the original cast all made cameos, but I've heard the show didn't really hit like like its uh, predecessor. No, I uh, I would I would catch the clips where the original cast would come back and do different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched most of the very last episode because they brought everybody back from Boy Meets World. Which it was pretty funny. Uh, they so there was two uh, Morgans on the show, right? Right. There was the younger one and older one, and they brought them back on the last episode of Girl Meets World, both of them, and they just called them the Morgans, plural, and they just ignored the fact <laughs> that it was you know two different people. Amazing. And uh, so that was pretty funny. But uh, no, Girl Meets World. I don't know. Like I said, from what I saw, it wasn't wasn't good and they had these two girls who were supposed to be kind of like the Corey and Sean and I don't know they would they would try to like redo some of these you know old things like the Feeney call and it just turned into being you know really annoying and I don't know I like to I like to ignore it (laughs) that show didn't go as long I know but three seasons I I just looked it up how how long uh three seasons three seasons so yeah not too long but it's weird because I feel like a lot of these shows, when they relaunch, it just doesn't hit. So uh, one I, I always compare it to is Fuller House. Yep. Uh, I was like, oh, man, they're making a Full House sequel show? I'm all in. This is great. And the story kind of made sense. DJ recently lost her husband, and now Stephanie and Kimmy move in with her. And they kind of recreate what they did with the uh, original, right? Three women raising three boys, so it just reversed. But... Trying to watch that was, like, painful, honestly. Yeah, well, and sitcoms have changed so much. I mean, you just can't do a full house anymore and it be good or popular, you know. It, Same thing, I think, even with Boy Meets World, you know, even though I think Boy Meets World holds up today, 
you really can't relaunch it today, you know, and starting from scratch and expect it to, to work. Well, sitcoms are different, like you said, and I think what people look for in a sitcom is different. Do you think that style, that 90s family sitcom, will eventually come back? No, I don't think so. Like I said, uh, today people are, like, they just expect way more out of sitcoms and storylines. Like I said, the continuity has to be there. Like, there was, like, taking the basketball episode, for instance. Like, they never played basketball ever again in that entire show. It was just, like, was one thing. They would, yeah, yeah, they'd just bring something up out of nowhere and act like, oh, this is a big part of my life now. <clears throat> I even remember, like, Seinfeld, like, uh, there was an episode where they went to a Bulls game. And all of a sudden, like, everybody was giant Bulls fans, even though they never talked about basketball. They never watched basketball. So, you know, that, there was, like, a Chicago, said, right? Right, yeah. So there was, like, no continuity. And there wasn't expected to be in 90 shows. Well, now people expect, you know, well-developed storylines. If you did something in season one, it needs to make sense in season 10. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just kind of the haphazard. We're just going to develop a storyline around whatever. Uh, you know, that just, you know, isn't going to happen, I don't think, anymore. Well, I think back then, too, people, like, uh, there was, was kind of thought of, like, ah, no one's going to see this after it airs, right? Like, <laughs> right. It's, it's done. Like, you don't think, oh, all these episodes will be available on Disney+, Plus, which I think is kind of why they they change how the characters are. Like, why Eric was this, like, snotty high school kid who was really obsessed about his looks to just a bl- blithering idiot later on. Yeah. And my favorite, my favorite Eric line. So he goes one of the last seasons. He goes and he had somewhat long hair, but he goes and gets a haircut at the start of this new season. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got this real short hair now, and he's sitting there talking with uh, Jack and someone else. So Jack, one of the Lawrence brothers. We could talk about that later. But anyway, oh yeah, he's, he's the middle. He sits one. there. Yep. <clears throat> so he sits there and he says, "This new haircut resembles the new Eric, the smarter Eric." And he's like, well, what are you going to do when your hair grows back? He's like, it's not going to grow back. I got my receipt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, that's actually true because uh, Matthew Lawrence, who's – he actually to me was like one of the more popular of the Lawrence brothers because he was in Mrs. Doubtfire. Yep. He was in uh, a couple other things that were pretty big. And they actually had their own sitcom at one point too called Brotherly Love. Did you ever watch that one? I did, and and you know what? Here's a deep dive. I want to say he was one of the main guys in, I think it was called Superhuman Samurai. Do you remember this at all? I vaguely remember that now that you say So he was like a computer geek that he would, it basically was kind of a ripoff of Power Rangers. Yeah. But he would, he would, uh, he was like this computer geek who somehow would put himself into the computer and he would become this superhuman samurai. And he would uh, fight the computer viruses, which were actual, like, big monsters or something like that. I'm sure it was one of those, like, filmed in Japan, and now we're just going to make new scenes (laughs) to go with it. But, uh, yeah, that was – I don't even know why, how I remember that, but – Well, it's it's interesting. Do you remember um, when Power Rangers started kind of dying in popularity, a show popped up called Big Bad Beetleborgs? Yep, yep. Well, that show got canceled after like two seasons, and I, I saw a TikTok video the other day that said everyone thought it got canceled due to poor ratings. Not uh-huh. true. It was actually beating Power Rangers in the ratings, 
Really? But they ran out of Japanese footage, so they oh. couldn't continue. Which I'm like, wow, that is insane. Yeah, yeah, I know. I liked, I liked the uh, big bad Beetleborgs. It I liked it better those. because it was all based out of a comic book. I thought that was really fun. Yeah, and kind of the monsters in the house. You know, yeah. I was kind of into that whole thing back in the '90s, werewolves and Frankenstein, and um, there was a VR Troopers. You remember that one? Yep. That, that was another Power Ranger a, ripoff. I think they even had a Sega game at one point. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway. Yeah, no, I like I Big. We need to put that on the wheel one of these days. Definitely. Well, I remember there was a, uh, like, the uh, a, a playset. Because I had two Beetleborgs figures. Um, I had the Shadow Borg, which was, like, the, uh, the villain. And then, like, the Blue Borg or something, I think. The Blue Beetle, whatever it was called. But I had two of them. And then they had a place that was like the house. But it came with like all five or six monsters. Yeah, Flubber. Uh, yeah, Flabber, or the Mummy. Flabber, Flabber, yeah. Yeah, he was like uh, Elvis <laughs> Blue <What> guy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, but yeah, it came with like five or six figures. And, I'm, and like really, play sets didn't do that back then. I'm like, oh, that is awesome. I need this, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Flabber. That was he was like a ghost Elvis impersonator. I don't know what the heck he was. It's a weird show. I, I couldn't imagine. I can't imagine that it's good. But like now, I'm sure it doesn't hold up. Probably. I that was awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. That'd actually be one I would like to. I don't know if it's on any of these streaming services. I'd like to revisit that to see if it holds up at all because I doubt <laughs> that it does. No, I've tried watching Power Rangers, you know, before. Yeah. It's okay. I can do it for nostalgia's sake, but I don't know. I try to get my kids into it, and they're like, this is crap. What do you do? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had my nephew watch it. And... We want to watch PJ Mask. What is it? <laughs> oh, I said my kids are like, we just want to watch PJ Mask. Ah, see, I don't even know that one. <laughs> but I try, to yeah. watch, I try to get my nephew to watch Mighty Morphin. And he's like, oh, let's watch this one. And it's like the one that's like new to Netflix in 2022. And I'm like, no, that's not. No, you want to watch Mighty Morphin 93, man. And just <laughs> different eras. It's totally it's it's fun because it's they're so different, you know, so much of this, you know, whether it's Boy Meets World, Power Rangers, so much of it was just lightning in a bottle. Yeah, it's like you just can't duplicate it. You can't make it popular today. You couldn't have made it popular 10 years before it came out. It just hit. At the exact you know right time, yeah. and for whatever reason, just took off. Oh, it's and true, uh, it is, I, you know, like none of these shows hold up. I won't say that Boy Meets World does, but all these other ones, the early '90s uh, superhero shows, they're all pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's almost a. Uh, so Bane said this one time, and it really does hold true. He said it's almost like a leave the memories alone thing, where if you like, I love Ninja Turtles. Yeah, but if I go back and one. try to watch it. I won't love it, so it's better to just remember your feeling of watching it then, not trying to watch it as an adult. Yeah, I think so. Very, very interesting, though. Um, well, we're pretty well wrapped up on time here, so it's probably time that, for us to spin the wheel again for uh, our next episode next week, next Saturday morning. We still have eight it. topics on the uh on the wheel, I'm going to pull it up here. Yes, I've got, well, we got Yikes Pencils, Nickelodeon Game Shows, VHS Tapes, TGIF, which we could have branched into that a little bit off Boy Meets World, uh, Game Boy, X-Men, Playground Dangers, and Goosebumps, I think. So we, I believe that's what we have, according yeah. to my notes, anyway. 
That's it. We got eight topics. Um, are you ready? I am ready. Let's spin her away. Let's see what happens. There we go. Oh. It almost landed on TGIF, but the last <laughs> second it switched over to VHS tapes. Awesome. So this is kind of a, a weird one because this could kind of be interpreted in a, in a bunch of different ways because this could be video stores, you know, and then kind of like when this all transferred over to DVD because I remember that being a big deal. Yeah, I remember that when, you know, you go to the store and all of a sudden the VHS tapes aren't there anymore. I pretty much, I think 2004, that's what I remember. That year, I just moved to Eldon, and I remember going to Walmart, and I'm like, there's not one VHS tape here. <laughs> it, well, and it's weird, because I used to tape wrestling, right? Like, that was, if yep. I wasn't going to be home, I taped it. And, you know, that was kind of like a thing of the past, you know? Like, what are you supposed to do now? They don't have VHS tapes anymore. So, uh, definitely interesting. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, it's, it's kind of crazy to think, because I know, like, even our parents' generation, that was not really a thing. So, everything was through television, like... Movie rental places exploded in the late nineties and 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 a lot of that was VHS, right? Yeah, and who knew, like, you know, when these things exploded, this looked like such a solid, secure business model. Mm -hmm. Right? And then within a very short time, maybe twenty years, less than twenty years, it's completely gone, you know. Yeah. Like one of the most successful business models ever, and then it just just goes away because technology advanced. Well, what's funny is I remember a uh, a kid I went to high school with was saying, like, eventually all this will go away. And I'm like, no. You know, like, come on. And he goes, oh, yeah, think about it. You could how, think about how much data you could fit on just a thumb drive. Yeah. And I'm like, well, but like, how are people going to watch it? Because everything, everything, his thing was everything's going to be on a thumb drive, which was, like, not at all accurate, but <laughs> right. But it, it's interesting to think that he kind of knew that eventually, like, we wouldn't need discs and all that stuff. And that was another problem with uh, with DVDs is like that. It's what everything switched to. But you know, how many times I rented a DVD and it oh. scratched or it didn't work, and it sucked, man. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Like doing the red box thing, uh, those were terrible. And then you can't. I don't know. It skips over twenty minutes of the movie, and those were frustrating. Mm-hmm. And then Blu-rays come out, you know, they're a little better. And my thought was, well, something has to come out that's better than Blu-ray. Like, what's going to be next? And turns out, like, Blu-ray was it. Like, that was going to be kind of the last thing before streaming and downloading and, and everything else. It was, yeah. was kind of weird. It's very interesting now how we get our uh, entertainment. Because nowadays, like, every streaming service has exclusive content, which kind of means to watch everything you have to subscribe to everything but i think now people are starting to realize like well i don't need to subscribe to everything all the time like i can if there's a show i like on hulu i can subscribe for a month watch the show and then cancel yep and uh, i think that's going to be the probably the the future moving forward especially with all the prices going up because now if you have every streaming service that's essentially the price of cable if not a little bit more Mm -hmm. so uh that'll be that'll be a really fun episode because it could go in a bunch of different directions uh, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, is it my turn for a shout out or is it your turn? Um, I don't remember, but if you got one, go ahead. If not, whoever thinks of one first, how about that? Okay. Or the, uh, the, I, I got a shout plug out. Plug of the week. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. I will shout out uh, my buddy, Steve, uh, Fountas and his podcast, the positively pro wrestling podcast. Um, 
it's a really fun show, kind of a nostalgic look at pro wrestling. He's a big figure collector. He's a big. He actually has a huge VHS tape collection in his basement, uh, which Ooh. is awesome. I think you've seen pictures of it. He has all the Coliseum videos and. Very is he the one? So did you did you have him on one of your shows, The Breaker and Bane Power Hour, maybe as a guest? I did. Yeah, and I think he was the one that was like, I didn't. So you were actually talking about that pretty much the whole time, VHS tapes. Yeah. And I remember like texting you later, and I was like going into it. I thought, oh, this is going to be kind of a boring episode. And then I'm like, this ends up being my favorite episode ever <laughs> that that you guys have done. It's it's interesting because, you know, when I would do guests, I always tried to think of like, okay, what's interesting about this person that we can talk about, right? And if there's nothing, maybe we can just talk wrestling. But usually it's it's kind of cool to hear different people's uh, perspectives on things. So, yeah, that was a really fun episode. I've had a lot of people on that I wasn't sure how the episode was going to go, and it actually ended up better than I expected by finding some type of, you know – information about what they like to do or what they like to collect or what they're fans of. And then you kind of find like-minded people. And yeah, it was, it was definitely a fun episode. So yeah, check out the yeah, Positively pro wrestling podcast. They kind of drop episodes sporadically, but it, they're always a, a lot of fun. So I, I enjoy it. And that's all I got, man. Anything else you want to add before we close out the show? No, I'm good. I'm ready to get on to next week and talk about VHS tapes. Absolutely. Thank you guys for checking out. The Saturday Morning Rumble Wheel. Make sure to subscribe on Apple or Spotify so you never miss an episode. Follow us on social media at The Rumble Wheel on Instagram and Twitter. And we will see you guys next Saturday morning.